0: Good morning and welcome to the Magic Time Podcast. I'm Scott Squires and it's the off-season update. Today being July 30th, so making our way towards the end of the month. Pleased to welcome the head coach of the Moncton Magic, Joe Salerno. Good morning, Joe.
1: Hey, Scott. Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the uh, tail end of the heat wave that kind of most of Atlantic Canada has been feeling. Now, I know we like to talk about a lot of different things when we do the Magic Time Podcast, weather, weather, seems to be one of them, is uh, is kind of the weather and the temperatures that we've been experiencing uh, a little bit lately more to what you're used to from uh, being down down in the southern part of North America, down in the States?
1: Uh, you know, it, it actually is. Uh, Vermont, actually, uh, in the summertime, you know, it can still get up to to roughly, you know, 85, 90, 95 Fahrenheit, um, but it, it's kind of that real heavy heat, right? It's just very muggy and and just kind of a really kind of uncomfortable heat. So uh, I feel like that's what we've been experiencing here in, in the Maritimes over the last couple of weeks and certainly had a lot of that growing up. So, you know, I'm accustomed to it. I can't say I enjoy it. I certainly don't. I'm kind of more of a of a cold weather guy. But um, today, today's nice. It seems like there's a nice little breeze in the air. And uh, so it's a beautiful morning here in Moncton.
0: Well, a beautiful morning here in Truro as well. And I know that it uh, was a great time recently, Uh, for the youth camp that the Moncton Magic held uh, the first time that that's happened Uh, maybe coach if you can just kind of recap what those few days were like and what the experience was like overall
1: oh it was great I think it was an extremely successful camp uh, all the way around I think I think our staff uh, had a great time we had had a great staff on board Uh, you know a mixture of, of local coaches and and players, as well as you know, Magic coaching staff and and uh, you know former Magic players, and it was just a, a really great time. We had about sixty campers, um, you know, over the course of the week, and it was a camp that ran Monday through Friday, you know, a nine a.m. to four p.m. camp, so it was certainly an all-day affair. Uh, but you know, we got great feedback from it. You know, obviously, it was held at Crandall University, and and they were great to work with up there. And um, you know, I, I've done a lot of those over the years, and. You know this this ranks right up there. I think we had a, a great mix of kids. They they had a lot of fun. They were eager to learn, um, and it was just you know overall it was a great experience. I think all the way around. So very pleased with the the uh, you know the effort put forth by the magic and certainly the effort put forth by the campers all week. Um, it was great. It was a great experience.
0: Yeah, it was kind of neat to follow along on social media. It looked like at the end. Of each camp day that you kind of recognized uh, an individual camper or a player? Uh, kind of what was going on there? Because I saw some really cool pictures with some of the campers, uh, with uh, some of the uh, players that were there at the camp.
1: Yeah, no. Every day we had, uh, you know, so we actually had the, the camps within the two divisions. There was a silver division and a black division. And, um, you know, our black division was, was kind of our older campers, you know, aged you know, roughly 12 or 13 to 15 in our younger group, which was uh, the Silver Division 9 to 11-year-olds. Um, and we always awarded, you know, a camper of the day, you know, just a, a camper that had a, a great day. You know, the effort was there. They played well and, you know, showed sportsmanship and all those type things. And we also had a, a, a new award, you know, this year for, for one of my camps anyway. We called it the, uh, the Magic Hard Hat Award. Um, where we actually had a hard hat autographed by all of our players with a lot of magic stickers on it. And that was really awarded to the hardest working camper of the day. And, and that camper was able to take the hard hat home for the night and, you know, kind of show it off to, to grandma and their neighbors and whoever it may be. And, um, so, you know, we certainly want to recognize that effort from those players every day. And the kids were, were really thrilled about it. We certainly gave away some, some magic, you know, swag. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. The kids really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, such a cool experience for these kids and these youth players to be around uh, these pro ball players that they look up to. Uh, Certainly something that they'll remember in the immediate, but uh, memories that'll last a lifetime for sure. And it was really neat to see some of the players that were there taking part. We'll we'll talk about a couple of them, you know, not that we want to leave anybody out because everybody did a great job in contributing, But uh, something that caught my attention, kind of made me feel uh, happy to see him there, was Terrell Baines. What was it like to have T. Baines uh, back in Moncton and helping out with the camp?
1: Oh, it was great. You know, Terrell did a great job. Terrell had actually worked a few youth camps for me over the years uh, during both of our time on on PEI. And, you know, actually Terrell Terrell actually has a a really kind of fun character, especially with kids. And, um, you know he was just a guy I knew was, was still kind of in the area and, um, you know, just wanted to give him the opportunity to come over and work camp and, you know, visit with some people that he had met in Moncton. And, uh, I knew he'd do a great job with the camp and, you know, Terrell obviously was a, a player that we had let go last year, you know, really kind of just before the, the transaction deadline. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, a player could have kind of an ill feeling about that or, or, you know, a little bit of resentment. So, it was just nice to see that, that Terrell, you know, he had, he had enjoyed his experience so much with the magic. Um, you know, he had no, no kind of ill feelings about, you know, how things had kind of ended last season, um, which was great. I think that says a lot about the organization and a lot about our relationship with our, with our players, you know, past, uh, current and and potentially future players. So, uh, it was good. It was great having Terrell over here. You know, Terrell played for me for, for almost three seasons and, um, we have a pretty good relationship and so I just want to give him the opportunity to to come over and uh, and work camp, which I think he enjoyed.
0: Certainly a good guy. And I know him working at camps like that and working with youth, just another reason for his grandma, Janie, that uh, (laughs) we we got familiar with over last year. Another reason for grandma Janie to be proud of Terrell. Absolutely. So a couple of players that are uh, currently in the mix for the Moncton Magic there as well. Uh, First off, uh, Canadian rookie last year made a big impact. Uh, great to see him back in the fold, Denzel Taylor. Uh, what did he bring, and and what was it like having him around?
1: Oh, uh, it was great. Uh, it's always great when you can have you know current players come come and visit over the course of the summer. Uh, Denzel was a player that just he he showed so well during a lot of our our kind of events uh, over the course of the season. You know, whether it was speaking at schools or or you know working with with basketball youth players at the YMCA. Uh, you know, he Denzel may be a quiet guy, but he really kinda opens up around around kids. And uh you know, he's a guy that we're just really excited about having back next year. He's a he's a current player, you know, knowing that, you know, having the presence of a player that we know for certain that kids can meet over the course of the week at summer camp and then come watch him play this winter, you know, which is really kind of exciting for, for kids saying, Hey, you know, I, I played, I played one-on-one with him, you know, when they come see a game this year. So, um, Denzel did a great job and it, and it was great having him up here. You know, we also kind of want to check in on Denzel, uh, how his off season workouts were going. And, you know, I think he's put on a little bit of weight, a, a good weight, a little bit of, of muscle, you know, a little bit of size, which is something we, we obviously, uh, kind of have planned for Denzel over the course of the summer here. Uh, That's something that he wants to add to his game. And, uh, you know, he's doing great. He looked great. Um, He had a lot of fun. He actually has an aunt uh, that lives, uh, I believe she lives in Amherst, so not too far away. And uh, he was able to spend a little time with her as well. So, you know, Denzel was just a a guy we really wanted here. And and, uh, he was really happy to to be in Moncton for the week.
0: Yeah, it was great to see him. And another player that – Happily surprised to see there, given where he had to come from to make it to camp, was Terry Thomas. And and I mentioned where he had to come from. He was overseas playing in an international tournament for Team Canada. And uh, he gets on a plane, he comes back and uh, gets there for part of the camp. What was that like to see uh, Lucky 13 Terry Thomas making an appearance?
1: Yeah, it was it was great. You know, Terry had actually kind of committed to, to working the camp uh, earlier on in the summer before the opportunity came about to, to play, uh, you know, for Canada in the uh, the William Jones Cup in, in Taiwan. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it looked like that schedule was going to conflict with camp. Uh, you know, but Terry made a commitment to come and it was something he wanted to do. Uh, he actually, we started camp on Monday the 23rd. And uh, he was actually in Taiwan. That was the day he was traveling back. Um, so, you know, he got into, I think, Halifax, you know, roughly 1, 2 a.m. on uh, on Tuesday morning. And, you know, he was at camp Tuesday morning at about 8.45 a.m. So, you know, he, he was able to, to kind of pull through the first day or two with the time difference. You know, he got to camp at 8.45 a.m. And it was kind of like it was 8.45 p.m. for him after spending – a week to ten days in Taiwan, uh, but you could tell towards the end of the day he, he needed a, a bit of a nap and a, a bit of a rest. But uh, you know it was it was great having Terry up for uh, for the week, and I, I know he enjoyed his time as well. And you know obviously coming off a, a good performance uh, over in Taiwan with a Toronto 3D uh, winning that uh, event, and Terry I think was actually named MVP um, you know of the the week down there in Taiwan. So uh, it was good. It was good having Terry here.
0: Yeah, it was certainly great to see him, and we're going to talk about a player that was there that, at least currently, uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, isn't part of the Moncton Magic, but before we get there, you know, so much about players has to do with how they perform on the floor, on the court, what they're like as teammates, what they're like as players to be coached, but also a coaching staff and an organization has to look at players, what they're like during the offseason. season and when, you know, the lights of the game aren't on. When you see players like a Denzel Taylor, like a Terry Thomas, and like other members of the organization make that commitment in the middle of their summer, in the middle of their off season to come, what kind of feeling does that give you about these players outside the realm of the game itself?
1: Well, it's it's good. I mean, it's great to see players that, you know, are, are willing to kind of give back to youth in the community of, of which they're, they're currently playing. You know, they understand that that they're looked up to by a lot of these – younger players as role models. So giving them the opportunity to have a hands-on, you know, experience with them, you know, on the basketball court, learning from them and and also having some fun with them uh, is a good thing. So, so any player that can kind of see that and and recognize that as part of their job, uh, you know, it's always a plus in our book. Um, So like I said, the, the, the players, you know, Denzel, Terrell, Terry, you know, Duke, who was here, um, you know, all the, all those guys, you know, they, they kind of get it. They understand that, that this is part of the kind of part of the job and, and they, they welcome that. So um, when you can add that to, you know, you kind of check that box off, you know, when you're looking at potentially signing a player or, or you know, having a player return to your organization um, when you can check the box off that, you know, you know, they're willing to be involved with the community. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's always a, a great thing. And it's something we certainly look for in, in players here
0: with the magic. Well, you kind of uh, beat me to it, and I thank you. You mentioned Duke being Duke Mundy. Uh, he was there and, by all accounts, was a very active participant in the, in the camp. I saw some Instagram footage of, of him having a, a three-point shootout, so that was kind of cool to see. And again, you know, it's, it's that part of the offseason where we're getting now into August and starting to see more players get signed. Uh, what did it mean to have Duke there, and is there any kind of an update that you can give on perhaps the Moncton Magic, you know, maybe trying to, to make some overtures to Duke to to check out Moncton and, and see if there might be something there?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that, that was exactly, you know, the thought process behind it. I mean, uh, Duke Mundy, in, in my opinion, was, I mean, he was a top 10 player in this league, you know, during his time last year, you know, while he was with uh, the Cape Breton Highlanders. You know, obviously, uh, he left Cape Breton for an opportunity in the NBA G League, uh, with the Texas Legends, who's the affiliate of, of the Dallas Mavericks uh, organization, and he had a great, uh, you know, a great season, finishing up the season with with Texas. Um, you know, he's a pretty highly sought after uh, free agent when it comes to NBL Canada. You know, obviously he's not on a player protected list because he was released by Cape Breton last year, so he, he's an available, you know, free agent. He has interest in uh, in potentially returning back to Canada. And, uh, you know, I've been in discussion with Duke for, for probably two, two and a half months now. Um, and Duke was a guy I, I knew, you know, before he actually even started playing for, for Cape Breton. Um, him and I had met previously. So, you know, we, we obviously have an interest in, in Duke, as I'm sure a lot of teams do. And, um, you know, Duke has definitely expressed interest in, in playing for the Magic. i sure an awful lot of good things about the organization. So... Uh, he actually has a, uh, a girlfriend who lives in, in Halifax, uh, Nova Scotia, and uh, he was visiting her, um, you know, at the time that our camp was coming around. And uh, having recognized this, you know, I, I extended an invitation for Duke to, to come to Moncton uh, for the week, actually brought his, his uh, girlfriend with him. Um, and I think it was a great opportunity for the Magic to, to get to know him uh, a little better, you know, as a person. and. Um, at the same time, be able to show him the city of Moncton and, and spend a week here. Um, you know, obviously we had camp during the day, but, you know, having the opportunity to to show him around the city, uh, I was able to show him, you know, our player apartments where our players stay. Obviously you saw where we practice at Crandall, um, you know, a couple nights out, you know, out, out to dinner with him and, and just kind of talking and getting to know him. It really was a great opportunity for for both Duke and and the Magic um, to kind of get to know each other a little bit more and and kind of present him a a great case for for signing with the Magic for the
0: upcoming season. Now, of course, the NBL draft, draft combine draft taking place at the end of this month. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, you mentioned uh, the courting, if you will, of of Duke Mundy. Outside of that, Coach, you know, where are you right now? with your roster in terms of committed players, signed players, players on your radar? What's kind of an overview of where you are right now as we approach August?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly over the last two weeks, we've really kind of following up with with a lot of players that we identified uh, in Las Vegas. And it's been a lot of, you know, back and forth communication, you know, via phone call, text, email with players and, and, and their agents or people who represent them and, um, that's, that's the constant, right? That's every day. It's kind of, uh, I'd hate to see what my phone bill is, you know, what, it, what it's been over the last month. Um, you know, especially last week where it was such a busy week, you're working camp basically from 8am to 4pm every day. And then you're getting caught back up on all your voicemails and emails, uh, throughout the course of the day when you were busy at camp. But, um, you know, right now we obviously have the, the three players under contract, uh, Denzel, Corey Allman and and, uh, Gentry Thomas. Um, I think we currently have four other actual contract offers, um, you know, physical offers out there right now uh, to players that have been out there, you know, anywhere from, from three days to a week. Um, So really looking for, you know some potential signings to happen this week, you know, in the next couple of days anytime you you extend an offer out to a player, you know there's obviously kind of a timeline set as to as to when you'd like a response. Um, so it, it's exciting. it's an exciting time. Um, every day there the the research continues on on players and you're kind of vetting these players to see if they'd be a good fit uh, for the magic so. It's, uh, it's extremely busy. Certainly look for it to, to get even busier here over the next week or so with current offers we have out to players. And then, of course, you know, another kind of date to circle on everybody's calendar is August 15th. Uh, August 15th is the player protected list deadline for the NBL Canada. So all of those players that have been protected by their teams last season, if they have not yet signed by August 15th, they become restricted free agents um so obviously we have a, a list of guys that we're very interested in, in talking with if they have not signed with their former team by the 15th um so that's kind of kind of really what's next uh, on our agenda so august is, is a very busy month uh on the phones and and, and on the laptop
0: yeah we're going to get to the draft in just a second but when you were talking and you mentioned Corey almond uh i'd be remiss if i didn't mention how cool it was that during the youth camp, uh, Corey is running some things himself, uh, you know, back, uh, in the States, but you guys were able to have him join the campers via Skype. And I saw the big screen set up there with, with Corey's big old mug sitting right on that screen. What was it like to have him Skyped in?
1: That was, it was really cool. You know, we, we tried to have, you know, kind of maybe something a little different every day, uh, for, for the campers. And, um, you know, having Corey FaceTime in and, you know, I think we had two 60-inch flash screens set up for, for the campers to view him. And, you know, we had 10 or 12 campers with prepared questions that, that they had come up with uh, for Corey, you know, regarding everything from, from what it was like playing as a as a youth player, when he started playing basketball, what he enjoys most, to, you know, what does he do to, to be able to shoot it so well? You know, like, what, what, what exactly – what's your secret, Corey? Like, that was uh, – it was a lot of fun I and mean, cory was cory was really great as always um you know just conversing with the campers and being very interactive with them and you know that was kind of one event we had one day we also had movi yoga um you know come in and do a full yoga session with our with our campers which was which was awesome and uh kind of connecting the two dots there obviously cory's a a big proponent and and big supporter, Moby Yoga loves, loves going there every day. So uh, it was fun, you know, Corey did a great job. And uh, I know the campers got a lot from that experience.
0: Yeah, it was great to see Corey. And again, I I can't get that image of Corey's just head filling up that big screen. That was so cool. Uh, You know, you mentioned August 15th, that important date where uh, players that are protected, if they're not signed, they become restricted free agents, but we've referenced a couple of times the NBLC draft combine in the draft, the end of August, you know, what kind of preparations are you doing for that coach? And how important is that in terms of the overall mix of putting your team together? Like what kind of, maybe things can happen at a draft that, you know, gosh, I wasn't expecting that to happen and we're able to get this guy, I guess overall, where does the draft combine and the draft fit into the grand scheme of formulating and putting together an opening day roster?
1: Yeah, the NBFC the, the draft, um, I've always said I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big supporter of it. I know some teams have some, some other mixed feelings about it. Uh, I believe you can always find a diamond in the rough there. And, you know, a great example of that is, is Duke Mundy. I mean, Duke Mundy went to the draft combine last season and was the number three overall pick uh, by Cape Breton. And, and, again, in my opinion, I think he was a top ten player in the league. So you absolutely can, can find some talent there. Obviously, it depends on, on where you're picking in the draft. Um, you know, for us, you, you really want to have a good portion of your training camp, you know, kind of filled by the time the draft comes around at the end of August. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you have a real good idea of exactly what you're looking for at the draft because, I mean, it's two days. There'll be roughly 200 players there. And if you don't, if you haven't identified a, a need, it, it can be very overwhelming. So, you know, what we look for in the draft is just kind of the pieces that we may still be lacking uh, coming into training camp. And there's actually quite a bit of moving and shaking that, that actually takes place. You know, it normally doesn't happen until you get out to the draft. Um, you know, the the, the combine itself is, takes place on a Saturday and Sunday with the draft following Sunday night. So normally that Saturday night is a pretty busy night because you have all 10, you know, NBL Canada teams represented there. Other uh, players and coaches, or excuse me, the coaches and, and usually management staff is there. And after you identify, wow, maybe I really like this guy. There's a lot of kind of moving and shaking, maybe trying to trade up, um, you know, to to get the guy you want. And that usually takes place on on Saturday evening, um, so you have a good idea what you may be looking for on Sunday. So you know, it, it's um, there, there's value in it for sure. Um, you know. And again, we'll, we'll kind of wait and see, you know, until we get out there, uh, what, what really could happen.
0: And coach, I know that there's always an off-season game plan. You know, we've been talking fairly regularly now during the off-season and, and kind of putting the pieces together as we move forward. But looking back, uh, you know, at the beginning of the off-season, when you had this roadmap of what you've envisioned your off-season to be and, and how you would put things together over the course of you know, June, July, into August. If you had that roadmap in front of you that you started at the beginning of the off season, roughly where would you be in terms of your satisfaction with where you are when you were looking at where you wanted to be uh, coming close to August 1st? So I guess in other words, initially looking at August 1st, where you thought you'd be, where are you in, in that grand scheme of things?
1: I, I think we're pretty close. You know, I think we, we kind of chatted about this, uh, Uh, my, my Las Vegas podcast there. Um, I think we're pretty close. I mean, I'm I'm very, very pleased with the players we currently have under contract. Um, I think the next week or two will, will kind of be the telltale of really where we're at because, you know, we have, we've been working very hard on, uh, you know, four to five players that I feel could be big impact players uh, in this league and, and for the magic next season. You know, a lot of that kind of determines on, on, whether those players sign or not, whether we are able to close the deal on some of these guys, um, you know, in the next week. And, you know, if, if we get two, you know, two of those four or five guys or three of them, you know, I'm, I'm very pleased with, with where we're at. Uh, if, if some of those deals happen to fall through and we end up, you know, missing out on those players, then, you know, we're, we're probably a little behind where I'd like to be at. So, you know, this happens every summer where, you know, you, you really find some great players, you know, and you, you invest a lot of time and energy, uh, you know, trying to get that player to commit to your team. And, you know, when it, when it comes through, everything's great. You know, when it, when it falls through, you know, you're on to to plan B and, um, you know, I talk about the four or five players we have offers out to right now. Every one of those players we have an option B, and we really have an option C as well um, if we're not able to land those guys. So, like I said, a lot's going to start happening. Uh, August fifteenth will be a, an interesting date for sure, um, and and then you know the, the draft following that. So, August is a, is a fun month, uh, but it's a busy month.
0: You do so much in the off season. I mean, you've referenced you know your phone bill potentially and and the emails and the text messages the traveling still lots of off-season stuff to come when it gets finally time for training camp and you're getting close to the regular season how ready are you coach to actually just tip off and play
1: um yeah I like to think I'm ready you know I like to think we're 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 prepared and, and ready to go uh you know a lot of times you, you know, your, your training camp roster is set usually by, you know, mid-September is, is kind of the, the date. And, and you you know, if you're opening camp around mid-October, you know, you really kind of have that last month to really kind of prepare and, and kind of make tweaks to, to your systems based on the players you have committed and the players you know, you know, will be landing at, at Moncton Airport in October. Um, at least that's the, the way I try to, to focus things. Um you know, and and you try to build that roster based on changes you want to make from last year. Once that roster is built, then you, you kind of put the finishing touches on, and, and you're kind of all basketball. You know, the last couple of weeks of September and into October. Uh, at least that's the hope. You know, that, that's kind of where you hope you're at. So you can be prepared when you when you start training camp.
0: Now, somebody that we reference uh, quite a few times on these Magic Time podcasts is Joe Senior, your dad. Uh, how much have you been? discussing basketball with him, because I know that you guys like to chat and your dad enjoys the process of, of talking about all things basketball related. Uh, how many conversations have you been having with uh, with Joe Sr. over the summer here, uh, Coach, and getting ready?
1: Yeah, a, a lot. Um, you know, I mean, he's really, he's really kind of a consultant, a player personnel consultant, in, in my eyes, in my opinion. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that both of us have you know, Canada to to U.S. unlimited calling um, on our phones because, you know, we we talk a lot. And, you know, again, though, he's a guy that he's been with me every day of of my career, Um, you know, dating back basically a decade now. And he knows what what we like to run and how we like to play. And he he knows what I've been successful with in the past Um, when it comes to players fitting in, in kind of my system and, uh, he knows what I haven't been successful with. You know, he also has a very good idea of, of how salary cap works and in, in, in what players, you know, are successful in the NBL Canada, having spent some time here himself. So, you know, we talk a lot. Um, you know, I rely on him a lot. You know, I also I also talk with uh, with Ray Vedito an awful lot, he Was a former assistant coach of mine. Um, you know, he has just a, a very, very sharp eye for the game, and he's certainly a guy whose opinion I, I trust an awful lot. You know, he'll always shoot me straight. Um, he's not a not just a you know a yes guy as we call him, where he's just going to agree with everything I say. So you know those two guys, you know along with Todd and Matt uh, and Mitch, you know that, that's kind of our team when it when it comes to player personnel. So yeah, the chat with my father an awful lot. You know I've probably been interrupting his golf game a little bit, you know <laughs> here and there calling him in the middle of the day. But uh, no, it's uh it, it, it's it's been great.
0: Yeah, I'm going to look forward to seeing him uh, once the season starts up again. He he will typically make the odd trip up, and we'll we'll check out some games in Moncton. All right, Coach, uh, before we let you go, I um, always like to talk about a few things non-basketball related. I got to say, some pictures of your son Cam playing baseball. There was one shot in particular where it looked like he had just fielded a grounder and was getting ready to, to toss it across the diamond to first, uh, I gotta say, his grip on the ball, his his foot placement, eyes up looking at the bag, uh, his form looks good. I mean, you're a basketball coach and he's around basketball, but you know what, what's the uh, what's the potential future here for young Cam in baseball?
1: You know, yet, yet to be yet to be seen. Uh, this is his first series ever played, and uh, <laughs> he's having a, a great you know year. He actually missed he missed two weeks. He missed uh, two weeks while we were visiting family in, in the states, uh, so he missed a little bit of time. You know, as far as his game on the field, I'm I'm impressed, and, and I'm not, you know, saying just because he's my son, he, he kind of has a knack, and uh, you know, if you know Cam, you, you know he's not he's not too worried about sticking his nose in there and, and keeping his head down on ground balls. He's uh, he's playing pretty well. Still needs some some time in the batting cage. Still needs some time, uh, you know, working on his hitting. Uh, but that's to be expected. You know, he never played tee ball. He never did anything like that. So. He's uh he's doing well. He's having a he's having a, a pretty good year. Uh, has a game tomorrow night, you know, which is always exciting. And he chats an awful lot about you know leading up to the game. And I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And you know, Camden, the, the the world is kind of in his hands, right? As as, as an eight year old, and that's the way he looks at things. So uh, he's doing great. It's uh, it's been a good good first year.
0: And that's the uh, the update on uh, the young man in your life. What about uh the young women in your life uh what about an update uh, on your lovely wife darcy i don't know if she's playing ball probably more so the the baseball mom driving back and forth but what's up with uh with uh, darcy and uh, and your beautiful youngest alex yeah they're, they're, they're doing
1: great too uh you know i think darcy's having a, a great summer and uh you know she, she's busy uh working as well she, she teaches uh english uh online which was you know obviously what her her degree, she has, actually has a master's in, in reading and literacy and, and obviously a BA in, in education. So, uh, you know, she's busy with that, and, and obviously we were able to spend a great two weeks in the States, and, um, you know, I think she's enjoying her meeting a little bit more, I think. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, Alex is Alex is great. She's, she's a firecracker. Uh, you know, she's playing soccer uh, here in Moncton, and she loves soccer, and, and you know, she really enjoys playing. It's interesting because out of all the kids on her team, only three of them, including her, so only two other players, speak English as a first language. Um, so she has a lot of, of French-speaking kids on, on her team, which I think is a, is a good experience for her. You know, any messages relayed to the team by their coaches is in French first, followed by English. Um, but she's enjoying it. And, you know, she actually had her first goal the other night uh, which is exciting. She was pretty happy about that. Uh, and she actually played a little time in net. You know, she played a little goalie as well, oh. which I wasn't too happy about. I wasn't, you know, kids kicking balls at my daughter and, and everything else, but uh, <laughs> she loved it. And like I said, she's, she's, she's one tough, tough kid. Um, no doubt. And she did, she did great. So everyone's having a, a, a pretty good summer and, um, you know, they actually the, the kids and and Darcy may be taking another trip uh, down to Maine here uh, towards the end of the month. While I have I have one more recruiting trip coming up, um, so no, it's it's been going great, no complaints at all.
0: All right, and I got to ask you just because it's so newsworthy, we won't get into the details of it, and it's not a a commentary on on the the players outside of the court, but the Kawhi for Demar trade from your perspective a good thing or maybe not so much for the Raptors? Yeah,
1: well, if you're talking about just for the Raptors, they needed a change. Uh, They needed a change. I think it was ultimately a a good thing for them. Uh, I I do believe DeRozan, you know, was their guy. And and I think DeMarcus DeRozan is one of those kind of mega superstars in the NBA. Uh, I believe that. You know, personally, I would have looked to move Lowry. Uh, before DeRozan, um, I've always thought that Kyle, you know, I just don't think him being Robin is, is enough. And that's my own personal opinion. Uh, I think he's a great player, but I don't think it's enough to, to get to the NBA finals. And that's the way they've been trending for a few years. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is also a mega superstar, right? And, and I think they needed a change in Toronto. Um, I completely disagree with them getting rid of, of Dwayne Casey. Um, but I, I do think they added obviously one of the league's top players in Kawhi Leonard. And I know there's been some resentment and, um, you know, the other thing I'll just chat for a second is, is you hear DeRozan speaking of, of, of loyalty and, and obviously there's no loyalty in this game. And, and you hear all these NBA players, you know, sending out tweets of, wow, there's, there's just no loyalty and DeRozan wanted to be there and he needs a statue and all these type things. I have to be honest, you know, players, when, when they become free agents or restricted free agents, if they have the opportunity to go somewhere else and, and make a lot more money, you know, nine, nine and a half out of ten times, they're going to take that opportunity. And, and that's the business side of things. So for, you know, DeMarcus to say, oh, there's no loyalty, I, you just see it time and time again that their players will also do what's best for them most of the time when it comes financially. There's always exceptions. Uh, just as teams will always look to do what's best for their team. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of the boy who cried wolf when it comes to the whole loyalty thing, when you're talking about the NBA uh, and pro basketball in general. I, I like the trade. I think it's good for Toronto. I think it will be good for Toronto. I still think they need another piece. And I think I think the Spurs got a great piece in, in DeRozan and in, in Perto. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how, how things, uh, you know, go for both teams.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch, especially the first time that San Antonio and Toronto play. But hey, we're Celtics fans, right? So we get Hayward back. Uh, I, I think uh, you know if it's the key thing, right? Everybody stays healthy. Uh, I like the Celtics' chances anyway. So yeah, cheer for the Raptors, they're Canadian, but I'm Celtics green through and through. So that's what I'm excited. Yeah, and they had
1: a great summer league too. They had a couple really young players that, that just had a great summer league out in Vegas. The Celtics did, and and with Kyrie. Uh, you know, I'm assuming we will be healthy and ready to go. And, and Hayward, uh, I mean, they're going to be really, really, really tough to beat. And with LeBron, you know, moving to, to the Western Conference, uh, I like I like Boston uh, in the finals this year. Uh, I'm going to predict a Boston-Philly Eastern Conference final, um, which I think would be great. I think it'd be great for basketball. And, and those are some historic franchises that are kind of on the up again. And uh, so it's exciting. Yeah, I'm actually excited for, uh, for the NBA season this year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And for me, I watched the game live, the season opener when Hayward suffered that injury. I'm, st- yeah. I'm still not over it. I, I really won't have closure, Coach, until I watch him play his first regular season game and get through the 48 minutes. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm still a little traumatized. Yeah, I, you know, I
1: remember uh, actually Tim Mitchell, uh, Al Stewart, and. I'm trying to think of our third. I think it was maybe it's just those two. Uh they had actually just gotten into town in Moncton. Uh and myself and Todd McKillop and Matt Robertson and Mitch and, and Al and Tim, we were all at actually Boston Pizza, kinda of just having a little bit of a, a welcome, you know, evening when that happened. And I still remember Al Stewart's expression and uh you know, it, it absolutely was a kind of a, a gut wrenching feeling seeing that uh Gordon Hayward, or if it happened to anybody, it was, it was really tough to see. So uh, looking forward to seeing him back on the court this season.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. Well, it's been a lot of fun talking to you, Coach. I know that, uh, as you mentioned earlier on, a couple of big uh, calendar moments coming up. The August 15th deadline for protected players to be signed. And then, of course, the uh, NBLC draft at the end of the month. We'll look forward to talking to you in the coming weeks to get some updates and uh, to find out What's next for you and uh, the Moncton Magic as we make our way through this offseason?
1: Absolutely. And also just a reminder, Scott, I think it's time we get uh, uh, Corey Allman uh, has been mentioning. It's time to get him back on a, on a podcast. Uh, so I think, I think we need to set that up over the next couple of weeks here, uh, get Corey on one of the, the Magic Time podcasts and, and kind of checking with, with him and see how his summer's going. Uh, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great.
0: Absolutely. Book it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll make that happen for sure. And I believe you mentioned Matt Robertson. I believe today, July 30th, as we do this live, it's his birthday. So happy birthday, Matt.
1: Oh, wow. I think I feel like I should have known that, Matt. I, I should have <laughs> known that it was Matt's birthday today. Uh, pretty impressive, Scott. I'm, I'm impressed. And that you just helped me out an awful lot. I'm, I'm going to be sure to send him a, a text message today.
0: Well... It's it's nice that you're impressed, but uh, uh, full disclosure, I've, I've got to thank uh, Mr. Zuckerberg and the folks at Facebook for <laughs> <laughs> for helping me know that. that again, I, I'll have to go back and check. I'm pretty sure I saw that pop up today that it's Matt's birthday. So,
1: well, I'm going to send him a message just to be safe.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair, and you know what? Take credit for it. Say, "Hey, had you on the calendar, Matt? Happy birthday!" We won't say anything about it being Facebook's kind of reminder. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Okay, right, Scott. Coach. I appreciate the time
0: as always. Oh, great to talk to you, Coach. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll work on that, and we'll get uh, we'll get Corey Almond on real soon. Sounds great. Thanks for doing this again. Say hi to everybody. We'll do. Take care. You too. Big thank you to Coach Joe Salerno from the Moncton Magic for joining us once again on the Magic Time Podcast. Another off season update. Certainly hope that you enjoyed it. And again, stay tuned. We'll be doing more of these throughout the off season. Things are starting to heat up, and there's going to be more news coming your way. I'm Scott Squires. Thanks for listening to the Magic Time Podcast today. And remember, friends, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.